Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I am your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 46 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I could not be more excited to continue talking with you guys about personal finance topics and things that I think are just continuing to help you guys grow forward in your financial lives day by day. Today, we are going to talk about something that I haven't covered to this point, uh, but it's a specific type of debt and that is medical debt. So we're gonna talk about uh, how medical debt happens, how we can keep uh, from getting too deep into medical debt, how we can get out of medical debt if we're already under it. We know that the cost of healthcare in the United States is extremely high. We know that there are so many uncontrollable things that come along with medical bills and the debt that comes with uh, medical issues, but uh, we're going to do our best today to talk about financially how you can meet those issues head on and how we can continue to push forward even when we are in the midst of a crisis. But before we get started, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, uh, like this video, hit the big thumbs up. Also, leave me any feedback in the comments. I'd be glad to, to take any of your questions or comments and I'll be sure to get back with you on those things. Also, uh, follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. I put a lot of good stuff out there every day, uh, a lot of tips that I think uh, could be really helpful to you, uh, and just provide the motivation daily that you need, uh, apart from these videos, to uh, continue pushing forward in your financial life. Uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast, on Apple or Spotify podcast, I appreciate you guys. If you could, just go ahead and uh, subscribe on whichever platform you're on and leave me a review. Uh, I'd be uh, really glad uh, to see what you guys have to say uh, about this particular podcast. Uh, lastly, if you want to work with me in financial coaching, uh, you can check out the services that I offer on my website, www.mnowithdylan.com. Now let's jump into the first question that we're going to answer today, and that is very simply, what is medical debt? And honestly, it's one of the worst kinds. Uh, it's the kind that you don't sign up for. You're not signing up for medical debt. You are not uh, signing up for having to, to pay doctor's bills uh, or medical bills or hospital bills or, or whatever. Um, you're not signing up for that. We don't want that. We, we want to stay healthy and, and not have to uh, pay for large procedures and for uh, hospital stays and things like that. But there are certain things we just can't control. And this is one of them. Some visits to the hospital are expected. So like if your uh, dad needs to go get a knee replacement, then I mean, that that's a pretty expected uh, thing that that's planned for in the future. They, they It's elective. They can determine when it needs to happen and things like that. Uh, but if somebody's kidneys are failing or if somebody has cancer or if somebody um, breaks a bone or if somebody, you know, it, you know, tears a ligament, whatever, whatever these things, these are pressing issues and we can't dodge them. We have to uh, meet them head on and we have to take care of them immediately. And that can be an issue financially because uh, we didn't plan for it. And it's hard to plan for things that you don't know if they're going to happen. But we're going to do our best to put safeguards in place uh, between you and the possibility of certain things happening. Medical debt can just really, really add up on you, especially on the big things, um, and it can be overwhelming, uh, but 
within this video, I want my purpose to be to uh, take away some of that overwhelming feeling and, and give you the motivation if you are in this place uh, to go ahead and push forward and go ahead and meet this uh, head on and, and try to get out of uh, this particular debt or um, decrease the amount of this particular debt that you have. And we'll talk about that here shortly. Now, how do we go about dealing with medical debt? Well, first and foremost, I want you to know this. You need to focus on your family first. Don't worry about the money. Don't worry about the debt. Don't worry about the things you can't control. I know it's very, very hard to not think about those things because they are such big, pressing issues. But worry about your family first. Be present uh, with the individual who um, may have a health issue or a medical issue. Uh, make sure that you're there and that you're emotionally available to them. Um, if it's you, uh, then really wor worry about yourself and, and worry about getting better and worry about um, healing uh, whatever you have going on physically. Because without a good physical body, it's very, very difficult to do things financially uh, that are going to uh, push you forward. It's hard to push forward at all without the physical wherewithal to do so. Uh, so focus on yourself, fo focus on your family first. And make sure that you're staying calm. You know, don't worry about uh, the bill until the bill comes in. Stay very calm in the moment. Let, let the bill be worried about once you actually get it. Don't, don't stress over something that hasn't even hit yet. And you know how uh, unpredictable medical bills and doctor bills can be. Uh, so, so don't allow those things to stress you out uh, at the exact moment that the thing happens. Um, that's not to say that you shouldn't plan for those things, but like I said, putting your family first and not worrying and staying calm in the moment uh, can be so key and so uh, bring so much peace uh, in your future uh, if you are able to do that. And then you need to review every single medical bill, hospital bill that you get. Uh, it is not uncommon for people to be double charged, overcharged, unfairly charged uh, for things that uh, didn't even occur or you know may have occurred, but they double charged you for it or, or something. Uh, and ask questions. You know, call uh, the hospital, call the the company that's holding the debt, and ask ask the questions. Because if you get charged for something that you don't need to pay, you you don't need to pay that thing. Uh, and so you can actually get your debt greatly reduced if you're able to review the bills, go line by line once you receive them. For instance, if your family member went to the ER for a broken arm and went home the same day uh, and you get charged for a three-night hospital stay, something's wrong there. And apart from that, make sure that if you have health insurance, and I hope you do, uh, that your doctor or the hospital sends the bill to the health insurance company first. Uh, that way you'll know everything that they are going to cover uh, and then you can ask or refute why they didn't cover certain things that maybe you thought should be covered. Anything that you can do in reviewing the bill to get the bill decreased um, that is fair uh, and that is reasonable should be done because you want to make sure that whatever you're paying for is actually what you need to be paying for and mistakes can be made. So let's say you get this bill, you review the bill, and then let's say you look down and you go, oh, well, uh, you know, my emergency fund could cover this bill. Great. That's fantastic. That's why we keep an emergency fund. That's why we build up uh, that one month of expenses and then eventually the four to six months of expenses once you are out of consumer debt. 
because we want to be in a position to where we can uh, have an emergency hit and something uh, big hit our lives and we can work our way out of it with that emergency fund and pay for it in cash up front. And that's exactly what you want because all you would have to do at that point is once you paid the bill and everything was, was settled in full and you're done, then all you have to do is replenish your emergency fund and move right along the financial action plan in whatever step you happen to be on. And this is what we want. This is what we want to happen. I'm not saying it's best case scenario for the uh, medical bill to have to be paid, but it's best case scenario if you can pay it in full up front. Because we all know that it doesn't feel good to pay the things you owe. We, we've talked about that uh, with paying off all different kinds of debt. It just doesn't feel good right? You, you don't feel good when you lose the money. Now it feels good to get things paid. Like it feels good to, to get that, you know, motivation to keep pushing forward. Uh, but you're, you're throwing money at things that you're never going to see, uh, any return from that other than the freedom that comes, uh, with being out of debt. So we don't like spending our savings on things that we didn't plan for things that we didn't want. Uh, but sometimes it is necessary. And that's what our emergency fund is for. It is insurance against tragedy. And so given that that's the fact, I would say a broken arm or, you know, uh, a big, you know, medical scare or, you know, cancer or what, I, I would guess that these things are tragedies. These things are short-term tragedies in your life that you have to take care of, that you have to bear with. And, and the best way to go about doing so uh, would be to go ahead and pay with cash, pay with that emergency fund, and then pay yourself back after the fact. Now, let's say you're not in that position. Let's say either your emergency fund doesn't fully cover the medical bill or your uh, emergency fund doesn't cover the medical bill at all. Well, then we have to start taking some good steps uh, to get you where you need to be quickly. So first and foremost, what you need to do is any savings you do have go ahead and throw it at that particular medical debt other than one month of expenses. Obviously, that's the first thing we do after we budget in the financial action plan. Uh, so if you you know have more than one month's expenses in savings, then you need to go ahead and throw everything else at that particular bill. And let's say that doesn't cover it, right? Let, or let's say you don't have any savings yet. Well, then you do need to walk down the financial action plan. This is going to take you to the point where you're not going to pay this thing off unless you uh, get to step four of the financial action plan where you're actually paying off all of your consumer debt. And something that might be a legitimate option for you and something that you might need to do if you can't fully pay the bill, then you need to go sit down with the hospitalist administrator or uh, somebody um, in that particular department that can help you uh, and say, you know, I'm not able to pay this in full. Uh, I'm going to have trouble paying this. Can we set up some kind of system, some kind of payment plan? Uh, that way I'm not sent to collections because that's the last thing we want. We don't want to be sent to collections on our medical bills. Um, so make sure that you actually get something in writing, get something um, upfront from the hospital uh, that will allow you to uh, pay it off uh, systematically if you cannot uh, pay it in full. And you have to leave your pride at the door if you're going to do that because uh, it it's really you asking for some mercy, some help from the hospital. And they may even help you in knocking down the bill some, uh, which, you know, they want money. They, they want 
you to pay them as much as you can pay them. Uh, but they don't want to receive nothing. And, they, you know, just like any other creditor, they're afraid that they'll receive nothing a lot of times. And so they will help you out um, in order to get the money that they have. Because this is not secure debt. They can't, uh, you know, come after your, you know, home or your car or whatever. Like those things, they can just take that thing away from you. This is not secure debt. And so uh, when, you know, you tell, it's just like, you know, with credit card companies, if you're having to negotiate with credit card companies because you legitimately can't pay them, they will take something over nothing. And remember this, you're not trying to get out of paying. What you're trying to do is you're just trying to get the best situation for yourself moving forward, and you're trying to get them to help you and assist you uh, to get to a place where you can actually uh, manage the payment uh, and then eventually pay it off. But once you do get something figured out and some plan figured out, this needs to go right into our debt repayment plan. We don't need to freak out and try to pay extra on it really quick unless it is our lowest debt or our only debt, in which case we would try to pay on that thing uh, immediately. What we need to do is we need to put it in our debt repayment plan of the smallest to largest. Don't worry about interest rates. Start with the smallest. Pay minimum payments on everything else and then all extra money you have pound on the on the smallest debt and then just roll that into the next debt over and over and over again until you are out of debt and I've talked about that many times previously and that's the plan and so uh, this is no different of a debt it's just we need to um, have a clear understanding with the particular creditor which is the hospital or the medical company or whatever that you can um, pay it back in a particular way uh, and then make sure that you keep your part of the bargain. So let's say then, what if you are behind on your medical debt payments um, or you've been sent to collections? This is a, a little bit different situation than the one previously, but I want to speak to it. So debt collection typically begins when you've gone an extended period of time without paying on your debt. And so the hospital might send your debt to a debt collector. This, this happens. But the reason that I said earlier that you need to try to negotiate and, and talk to your hospital or doctor about your bill is because we don't want this to happen. This is a, a worst case scenario because you need to be communicating with them, uh, letting them know your ability to pay and in what amounts. Uh, that way you don't get sent to collections because this can really put a damper on your credit and your ability to do other things in your financial life. And with collection agencies, as much as, you know, we hate to talk about it. We hate to, they, they lie to you. They will tell you things that absolutely are not true. They will say, oh, we'll garnish your wages tomorrow or we'll, no, they won't. Here's the thing. They can, but it's going to require court order first. They're going to have to sue you first. And uh, if you're really early in the process, they're not going to do that. So know your rights, know what uh, your process is uh, in moving forward with these uh, collections agencies. And you're gonna have to kind of play hardball with them uh, because once again, they want money too. They're, just like the, the hospital or medical company, they want to collect on the things that, um, on the debts that they have purchased. So a couple things, understand exactly the amount you owe. Don't, not about, not uh, I think, no. Understand exactly the amount you owe, okay? So you need to know that first and foremost. Then, because one, like I said, they will lie to you, tell you maybe you owe more or you, uh, whatever, know exactly the amount you owe. Do not give them access to your bank account, period. Because if you give people access to your bank account, you are likely to get it wiped out. Don't do that. And then do not give them anything until you negotiate a settlement offer. Get that offer in writing. 
Okay, don't just take their word for it and, and you know the call recording will do. No, in writing, get that offer sent to you and signed in writing, all, all good offer. Then pay them back with what you do have, um, hopefully in full over a period of time. Uh, but uh, maybe it's a, a payment plan to them. Uh, but no access to your bank account uh, and make sure you get it in writing upfront before you do anything that's paramount with collections. So what are some ways that we can guard against medical debt occurring again? Well, what we, what we can do is obviously the emergency fund. The emergency fund is a big deal. The reason that I started with individuals who did have emergency funds is because they can easily deal uh, with medical bills relative to others because they have money saved. They have money set aside for a rainy day. Uh, and that's going to allow you to when it rains, when things are bad, uh, you can go ahead and just take care of it up front. Um, so that emergency fund is a big, big deal, especially once it's built to four to six months of expenses, because there are very few things that are going to penetrate that particular mark. And if anything does, uh, it is a very big issue because a large hospital bill can tear down your financial life really quickly if you don't have some kind of savings in place that will allow you to pay for the things that you need to pay for. And then also taking advantage of health savings accounts over time can really help you here because there, there's a couple of reasons that these can help you. You know, these high deductible uh, insur health insurance plans, not everybody has them, but if you do uh, and it's HSA qualified and you can get an HSA, you should have an HSA that you're putting money into systematically uh, month by month, paycheck by paycheck, whatever it may be. Uh, and the benefits to doing this are, are multiple fold. So uh, what we're looking at here is, you know, the, the health savings account can grow for you. So you can put the money in and have it invested to grow for you. Uh, the health savings account is triple tax advantage. So you get big tax advantages. So you're, uh, you get a tax deduction for what you put in. It grows tax free and anything you use on qualified medical expenses it is tax-free on the back end as well. So triple tax advantaged in that way. And just putting small amounts away over time into an HSA and then having that money sitting there that is specifically earmarked for qualified medical expenses anyway uh, is going to help you a lot because then you'll be able to look over there and go, so not only should I have my emergency fund, I should also have, uh, if I have access to an HSA, I'll, I'll have this HSA money. So I can use both of those pools of money to do what I need to do uh, in paying off a medical bill. And flexible spending accounts can, can be uh, very helpful too. Those just have different advantages as the HSA. But in a similar way, having that amount of money uh, just socked away along with the emergency fund that you have set up can do you so much good. And then you have to get or keep health insurance. Uh, not having health insurance can be so dangerous uh, if you're hit with a big medical bill. I understand that um, health insurance is hard to come by for a lot of individuals, but uh, you know if you have to change jobs and find an employer that does offer health insurance to all the employees, if you have to find a way to get around a, a pre-existing condition issue that maybe you have or something like that, do everything you can uh, because the uh, cost I understand the health care costs, the, the cost of health insurance itself is high, but the cost of a medical bill uh, without health insurance, if you have a heart attack, a stroke, cancer, all these big issues, these big things, this can just eat away at your finances just so quickly. Uh, and, and we don't want that to happen. So getting and keeping health insurance is so, so important. 
And if you're just not having health insurance because you don't think you're going to get sick or get hurt or have an issue, then you have another thing coming because you're not Superman. You are not indestructible or invincible. You need health insurance just as much as the next person. So towards the end here, I want to cover a couple of no-nos about medical debt and things that you should not do uh, when it comes to medical debt. We know, first and foremost, I say do not pull from your retirement accounts to pay off debt unless it's going to keep you from bankruptcy or foreclosure. And that may be the case in, in your uh, particular um, situation, but that should not be the rule that you play by. That should not be something that you want to do. It should be a last-ditch effort uh, if you have to. But otherwise, we want to keep that money growing for us, uh, and we want to be able to take care of the medical debt in a systematic way or in a lump sum way uh, and not pull from those accounts that are growing and compounding for us and doing us a lot of long-term benefit uh, that they would not be able to do us if we just felt the need to just take the money from them and throw it on this particular uh, medical debt. Also, and I brought up bankruptcy, don't file for bankruptcy unnecessarily. Don't look at a number and go, oh, that number's high. I don't want to have to deal with it. I'll file bankruptcy and get a new start. Bankruptcy is really, really detrimental to your financial life uh, in a longer term. I mean, the next 10, 7 to 10 years of your life can really be um, scarred by a bankruptcy. Uh, so it, if it's not necessary, do not do it. If it's not something that you have to do, do not do it. I, I'm trying to, to find every way that I can to be able to pay for something that's setting me back before I run to bankruptcy. Uh, sell things, you know, work more hours, do everything you can to get more income in your pocket and less expenses out of your pocket and so you can pay on these debts. And these are also the most negotiated debts out there, uh, medical bills. that They get so negotiated uh, that you can negotiate down your amount and settle it very, very likely, uh, but it all hinges on you having the money to pay that settlement amount. Uh, so uh, just know that that should not be uh, your first, second, third, or fourth option. That should be way, way down the list. Um, and if you happen to get there, okay, but that should not be something that we're trying to do. Don't just go unnecessarily file for bankruptcy. And then also, don't sign up for a medical credit card. That's a, that's a big no-no with medical debt. So these are credit cards that are typically offered by your medical provider uh, that can help you to cover uh, medical debt or help you to cover your medical bills. But the problem is you can end up paying more than what's necessary uh, on these particular bills given the fact that these credit cards are going to have very high interest rates uh, as most credit cards do. And when you do this, when you sign up for these medical credit cards and you pay off um, the, the particular medical debt, but you still have the credit card debt, now the ability to negotiate goes out the window. Now you can no longer negotiate and bargain and talk about uh, your ability to pay for something with the medical company. Now you just have to go directly and you have to pay off that other debt. You're just trading debt for debt. And honestly, you're probably trading a worse debt for a better debt. So not that there are any good debts, but a higher interest debt is always going to be worse um, it, to your financial life, it's going to make you pay more. So uh, we don't want that. So let's try to steer clear of these. Because honestly, this medical debt is not going to accrue interest in the way that the medical credit card will. Uh, and so that can just eat at your financial life. And I know 
Sometimes it's so overwhelming. Sometimes it's it's so difficult to look around and go, what in the world are my options when it comes to this? I've never been in this situation. I see the benefits to certain things and I, I, I just want to be out from under this. But you have to think rationally. Like I said at the beginning of the video, make sure that you're taking care of your family and then that you stay calm and then allow yourself to make rational decisions once the bills do come in because the problems come when you get too overwhelmed and you start making bad decisions. I know that's easier said than done, um, but you, you have to do so or else you end up making decisions that are detrimental to yourself, your family, uh, and your long-term financial future. And I don't want you guys in that position. I want you guys in a position of financial strength. That's why we talk about the financial action plan in the way we do, uh, because for most things, building that emergency fund within the plan can cover it. And so it can take care of the particular issues that you may have. Um, and so I, I want you to be in that place of financial strength and the ability to pay these things off uh, when they come around. So I understand you cannot control the medical bills that you have. In many, many ways, you cannot control them. You can't control uh, if you go outside and you trip and bust your head open. You cannot control that. You cannot control uh, you know, little things that occur in life, or you can't control um, you know, being a healthy individual and getting cancer for some reason. You cannot control that. Uh, but at the same time, we need to make sure that we're not so out of control with the things that we can control, uh, like our emergency savings, like our ability to have health insurance and save in an HSA and plan for the future. Uh, we need to make sure that those things are ironclad and are done and are, you know, the boxes on all those things are checked. That way, when we do go into a place of emergency or tragedy, then we can take care of what we need to take care of in a timely manner um, and without far too much uh, pain associated with it. Basically, there are definite ways to distance yourself from tragedy and you should do every one of them, uh, but we cannot guarantee against tragedy completely. And that's my, that's my real big message of this video is that we want to distance ourselves from the likelihood of medical debt, uh, but sometimes you just can't completely distance yourself from certain things, and this could be one of them. So hey, thanks for watching this video. If you could, go down below, click the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments if you haven't already. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, please go and subscribe there and leave me a review. I'd be uh, glad to see what you guys have to say. Also, follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. That'll be uh, the best follow that you have on these particular types of topics because I'm just I'm putting out content uh, all the all the time, and, and so you'll be able to see the the things that are on my mind and the things that I think are going to help you uh, the most in the long term. Also, uh, if you want help with your particular financial situation, if you want somebody to coach you through the process of building a financial plan, I can do that. Go to my website, www.mnowithdylan.com, and uh, you can pay for a financial coaching session and sign up there. So tune in tomorrow as I talk about a little different topic, but also something that can end up getting you in debt, and it's your home equity and the reasons why we should not be borrowing from our home equity. And so we'll talk about that particular topic tomorrow. 
But thank you guys for watching this video or listening to this podcast. Thanks for just uh, consuming the content, consuming this episode. Uh, hopefully you got a lot out of it, and uh, I really appreciate every single one of you uh, for tuning in today. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Money's No Object. I am your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.